but no one told us nothing lasts. That forever is just something they print on greeting cards. Not that we would have believed them. No one warned us everything crashes and that what didn't break always burned bright, fast. No, we learned this alone and hard. It's your girl Skylaresna and welcome back to Stories Retold, y'all. Welcome back to Stories Retold. It's your girl Skylaresna and we are back from a very, very, very long hiatus. <laughs> Uh, today's story we're going to be reading is Early Departures by Justin A. Reynolds. Speaking of early departures, uh, let me explain how how and why I disappeared for a year. Uh, so I was in grad school trying to uh, double up on my education and take double the classes that I did before. And that kind of drove me mad. So I had to stop. I'm so sorry I stopped so abruptly. Uh, that was not fair to you guys. But now I'm back with a whole master's degree. Ah, I'm gonna break things. And now I'm back, hi, with a whole master's degree, ready to continue telling you guys amazing stories and having all the fun that we had way back when. Thank you so much for rejoining me and I promise I will never disappear again without uh, some kind of communication. And if I do, just know something is terribly, terribly wrong. Okay, so now that we're back with what I'm calling season two, uh, there's going to be a few changes. So first and foremost, we are not doing teasers anymore. I'm not just going to give you guys just this little half of the book. We're going to talk about the whole book. I'm going to give it all to you. Of course, I'm not going to give you so much to where you feel like you don't have to read the book because I want you to read the book. The point is for you to read the book, but I'm going to be giving you more information. The episodes are going to be longer and it's going to be awesome. I'm super excited. This change was because of you guys' reaction to Rebel. You guys loved it. You love how I did the whole book. So now you guys are going to grab your snacks, grab your tea, grab your bestie, because we're going to go through this whole book. And I'm so excited. So not only am I retelling the whole story, um, you can see my face. You can see my face, unless you're still on the, the podcast, come over to Facebook, come over to YouTube, and come over to Instagram. And uh, you can see my face. I'm here. And uh, that was something I just wanted to try. Let's see how it goes. Let's see if y'all like seeing my face. If not, I'm just going to go back to hiding and just being a voice on the other side of the phone or screen. And there's also one more major change that I will not tell you until the end of the episode. But here we go. Ready to dive into another book? Today's summary is provided by Goodreads.com. Jamal's best friend Q doesn't know he's about to die again. He also doesn't know that Jamal tried to save his life, rescuing him from drowning only to watch Q die later in the hospital. Even more complicated, Jamal and Q haven't been best friends in two years not since Jamal's parents died in a car accident, leaving him and his sister to carry on without them. Grief swallowed Jamal whole and he blamed Q for causing the accident. But what if Jamal could have a second chance? An impossible chance that would grant him the opportunity to say goodbye to his best friend. 
a new healthcare technology allows Q to be reanimated, brought back to life like the old Q again. But there's a catch. Q will only reanimate for a short time before he dies forever. Jamal is determined to make things right with Q, but grief is hard to shake. And he can't tell Q why he's suddenly trying to be friends with him again. Because Q has no idea he died. And Q's mom is not letting anyone ruin the miracle by telling him. How can Jamal fix his friendship with Q if he can't tell him the truth? Well, all right. <laughs> okay, wow, <laughs> wow. All right, so I feel it's necessary to give a trigger warning. Um, even though it's mentioned in the summary, I still wanna reiterate, uh, this book will be talking about death in a few forms, but namely drowning and car accident. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Prepare yourselves accordingly. Okay, so we begin the story with Jamal and Q, uh, better known as Quincy, well, also known as Quincy. He's not better known as Quincy, but also known as Quincy, and they are not friends. They are trying to avoid each other at this party to avoid any um, uncomfortable situations. You know how it is when you see a friend that you ain't really friends with no more, but everybody thinks y'all are still friends or wanting y'all to be friends again, but y'all ain't really on that? Yeah, that's the situation here. Awkward turtle. Q is normally an introvert, but he's really showing out at this party. He looks like he's gonna chug some drink and Jamal is like, hey, hey, you you need to stop. Whatever you're doing, you need to stop. And apparently Jamal kills the vibe by grabbing him off to the side. Now, everybody else thinks they're going to have a jaunty moment. So what jaunty is, is like a combination of uh, Quincy and Jamal. They have their own little YouTube type show and they would do all these pranks and do funny things. And that was kind of their thing. And everybody in school used to watch their videos. But since they're no longer friends, there is no more Johnson. They are so not friends anymore to the point where Q is like, don't call me Q. My name is Quincy to you. Ooh! Now you're going to hit them with the government. Oh, that's harsh. If you got to call somebody that government name and you used to call them their nickname, that's, that's a stab, man. That's a stab that no knife can make. You know? Ooh, that hurts. That hurts bad. So on one hand, Jamal is happy that Q stood up for himself. But another half is like, that hurt. Rightfully so. Also, Q tells Jamal he was not chugging beer. He was chugging ginger ale. Then he says, I'm not dumb enough to chug beer. Or did you think I was that stupid? <sighs> don't answer that question. Don't, don't answer that question. That's a question you do not answer, okay? This was really hard for me to read because seeing two former best friends having such a cold interaction with each other just makes me very, very sad. Very sad as a person who loves my friends and my friendships. It's really hard to see that. That that hurts. But it didn't take long for their real feelings to come out. And Jamal admits that he's mad at Q and blames him for the death of his parents. But of course, he doesn't tell Q that he blames him for the death of his parents. You know, I don't know what happened with the death of these parents, but... And you can't tell him? Wouldn't he know if he was the cause of your parents' death, but we're, we're gonna see later on, I guess. So here comes Autumn. Autumn is Jamal's girlfriend with all the wrong information, okay? So she's telling uh, Quincy he needs to leave Jamal alone. They're barely friends. He don't even know you like that. And Q is like, you gonna do me like that? You gonna act like we ain't been friends? 
for most of our lives? What are you telling this girl? Huh. Oh. Woo. Oh my goodness. I mean, a part of me is like, I'm I'm with Autumn for standing up for her man, but another part is like, you might need to stay out of other people's business. This, this may not be your battle you want to fight, you know? This may not be your battle. Oh, it's just so, oh my gosh. Jamal basically lied to her about the nature of his and Q's friendship. And that has Autumn looking stupid. You ain't gonna make me look stupid. You ain't never, you ain't never gonna get the opportunity to make me look stupid twice. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, so, so Jamal said, all right, I'm ready to go. Autumn handed him the keys. You can go. You can go. I'm not gonna roll with you, but you can go. So she was done and her friends had her back like true friends should. She really gets on him about their relationship and how he has never told her in the two years they've been together that he loves her. And Jamal, so the book is written from Jamal's point of view and Jamal's in his head like, I can't even say it. You can't say, two years? They did mention that grief swallowed Jamal in the summary. And it said in the book that uh, they mentioned that Jamal's in therapy and we love to see a black man in therapy, work on yourself, take care of your mental health. We all need to be in therapy because we need it. Oh, so much, we need that. So Jamal's leaving the party. It's time for him to bow out gracefully. But then he hears a scream from the water and he starts running. He sees Q drowning. So obviously Jamal is out there just swimming, swimming, trying to get to Q, gets him and like it's it's really hard for him to keep both of them afloat. And Jamal kind of wakes up out of con like he was unconscious for a little bit. He woke up, he's back on the beach. Autumn's like, hey, 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 I need you to get up. Everybody's surrounding them. Q's not moving. Q's Q's not doing too good, you know? So when they get Q in the ambulance, they ask, is the girl okay? Ain't nobody know nothing about no girl. Ain't nobody, who, what girl? Uh, but Jamal lied and said, yeah, she's fine, she's fine. Whew, this is gonna be really hard for me to say. We talked about, we talked about this thing has death in it, right? Okay, great. So Jamal gets to the hospital. He meets up with Q's mom, Miss Barentes. Also known as Miss B, but I'll probably call her Miss Barentes, Miss B. I don't know what I want to call her. Let's see what goes. Let's see how it goes. Let's see how what things roll off my tongue, you know? The doctor comes in. It's not good. Q's gone. Why am I about to cry? I know the book. He's coming back, Skylar, but it's just sad. Huh. Because his mom really, you know, when, when your child, when someone you love dies and you see somebody else crying, ah, ah, my soul cries out. Then Miss Barentes and Jamal are led into this sub-basement, not the basement, the sub-basement, where apparently nothing is supposed to exist. So... They're told about this once in a lifetime opportunity. The opportunity will allow Q to return from the dead for a little while. It was something people heard about, it was rumored, but here we're finding out that it's true. But Quincy is a different case because Quincy is the only person who's had this procedure where it hasn't been planned in advance. Everybody else who had this had time to prep and they knew what was gonna happen. This is the first case where it's a spontaneous death. So Miss Benintes agree and they take uh, Q's body, Q's mom, 
and Jamal to a place called The Center. It's only called The Center. Very sketchy in my opinion, but it's called The Center. Uh, so once they reach The Center, the doctors tell Ms. Berenthes that um, she should be ready to tell Q what happened when, when he wakes up. And she's like, I ain't telling him nothing. I ain't telling him nothing. He ain't gonna know nothing. He's gonna live like a normal boy for however long he lives, okay? It is going. It is what it is. That's what's gonna happen, okay? Jamal obviously is not for this. He doesn't want a lot of Q. But he said he's gonna go with her wishes, but let's see how long that really lasts. Jamal seems very stubborn in my in in, in my uh in my research and my findings. He's pretty stubborn, so I don't know how long that'll last. But let's see how it goes. The staff at the center give them three rules, but there's only two I'm probably gonna talk about. First and foremost, no social media. Do not put on social media what has happened to Q for obvious reasons. I don't think I need to explain that, but for obvious reasons, let's not. And plus, we're in America. If somebody finds out that kind of technology exists, people gonna just use it to make money. Hashtag capitalism, right? Okay. Two, if anything goes wrong, contact your personal reanimation advisor, Mr. Oklahoma. How much on a bet? That's not his real name. But we're gonna call him Mr. Oklahoma because that's what that's what that's what that's what they're telling us his name is. But if anything goes wrong, they're gonna have they have twenty four seven monitoring on Q anyway. So you ain't gotta call. We already on the way. Also, oh no, I'm talking about all three. I'm talking about all three rules because the last one is important. Uh, also, with uh, calling Mister Oklahoma for any emergencies, don't call the local authorities. <laughs> don't get the cops involved. We have no reason to involve the cops. Don't call them. And last but certainly not least, have fun and enjoy this time with your loved one how cliche how cliche but okay so the center after they do all their tests on Q they find out how long he has to live and he has about 24 or 28 days so he has about a month to live so that's pretty good considering it's also the longest on record so okay so they take uh, Miss Barentes and Jamal home. Jamal gets dropped off with his sister, who's also his guardian, uh, named Wit. I think it's short for Whitley, but we're gonna call her Wit. Maybe it's Whitney. I don't know. Oh, Whitley. I just thought. I just thought of how I thought about Whitley. I like Whitley, but we're gonna call her Wit because we all know what's after Wit. And if I do, I can't remember what's after Wit. So, uh, so the center already told Wit what's going on, so she doesn't freak out because Jamal's been getting in trouble at school. So they don't want her to think he was doing something he wasn't supposed to do when he actually was doing something that's actually helping the greater good. I guess it's the greater good. Okay, cool. That's the greater good today. So with all this talk of uh, death, we see that Jamal and Wood's parents were killed in a car accident, like mentioned earlier. And I gotta say, uh, we all know someone who's lost loved ones. And it is so so difficult uh i'm assuming because i haven't thankfully this hasn't happened to me but to lose somebody right in front of you yeah that's uh that's that's really hard to even fathom so anyone who's been through that situation my my deepest deepest sympathies with you really sincerely sincerely because the way this was written is no joke the how we find out about Jamal's parents. Whew, 
Talking of death is not easy. It's not easy. So the center calls Jamal back and they're like, hey, so real quick, we kind of want you to be there when Q wakes up. Yay. So Jamal goes to Q's house and he sits by his bedside, wait for him to get up. Of course, he's a little nosy Nancy. So he went to go look at his computer. See, what's on the computer? What's going on? The last thing he had up was a Jauncey video. Remember Jauncey? Jauncey is the, the YouTube duo they have. So he's looking like, why is that the last thing up? Does he miss us? Like, what is it? Q wakes up and he's like, what are you doing in my room? What are you doing in my house? Did you drug me? I don't remember anything. What did you do? Because side note, they all the center also had to erase some of his memory. So he doesn't remember jumping in the water and doing whatever he was doing out in the water. As soon as Q wakes up and starts accusing Jamal of stuff, Jamal runs out the house. He's like, I gotta, I gotta go. Mm -mm, I gotta go. It's a fair reaction because you can't really explain. Why would, that's a good question. I just had it in my head. I'm going to share it with you. Why would the center ask Jamal to be there when Q awakes? If Q can't tell him the truth, they know that Q's mama don't want no one to tell Q the truth. Why would you do that? That don't make no sense. It wouldn't it be better for his mama to be by his bedside when he wakes up instead of his ex-best friend. But you know, that was just my question. Came across in my head. All right, thought I'd share it. So Jamal runs to Autumn. Whoo! I'm just gonna say right now, Autumn is a much better person than I am because she is very understanding. I don't want to say I'm not understanding, but girl, after two years, you're still here? All right, cool, 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 cool. I mean, I understand she met him when he was in a dark place, but he's kind of still in the dark place after two years. Jamal, after running out of Q's house, he goes run, he runs into Autumn's arms. So they smooth it over, but he had a lot of work to do because Autumn's like, you better tell me you love me and soon. I don't want to force you to say it, but you better tell me soon because I'm not going to do this with you. She better than me. I'll just say, I'll leave it right now. She better than me. But she did meet him at a dark time because they met at his parents' funeral. So what we really see is Jamal is a victim of his own grief. He is skipping school, his grades are dropping, and he blames it all on grief. And while it's sad what happened, it's no excuse to let your whole life go down the drain because... No one wants that for you. You shouldn't want that for you. And overall, I hope this book uh, shows Jamal overcoming all all he's been through despite the tragedies, you know? We want Jamal to do better. We're rooting for Jamal. We're rooting for him. So what snaps Jamal out of his funk um, is the threat of being sent to another school. Plus, he realizes that Q's on borrowed time. There's not a lot of time to make things right here, you know? So, he runs to go find Q, who is in the middle of a meeting. Don't do that. And he, through an open window, through an open window, just starts apologizing. Like, I'm so sorry. Um, I'm not treated so bad when my parents died um, and I wasn't there for you because Q's dad died too and Jamal was nowhere around. And he's, he's even confessing to 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 blaming Q for his parents' death. All in front of people, all in front of everybody, you know? 
So he's getting emotional. He's spilling his truth and everything. He looks up and Q's right in front of him. So Jamal, window, Q. Like, like your Q, right? And we're halfway through the book at this point. And I'm thinking the rest of the book is about them rebuilding their friendship and like going through all these wonderful things together and all the happy. So beautiful, right? Yeah, that's not what happened. Because Q shut the window in Jamal's face and locked it. Sick. Sick. At this point, Jamal is screaming at the window, no longer like, you know, in any kind of happy mood. And um, he's yelling that Q killed his parents. And then his sister, Wit, comes by his side because Wit was with him earlier. And they leave. Now, let's take a step back. Was Jamal wrong for what he did? Absolutely. Absolutely. I really want to say, yeah, if you disagree with me, let me know. I would love to have this conversation. But you can't, my, my opinion is you can't force somebody to listen to you when they're not ready. Just because you're ready to talk, I'm in the middle of something. I don't have to stop everything I'm doing just because now you're ready. No, that's not how that works. It's it's a mutual thing. We both got to be ready to talk and to listen. You can't just stop me. I'm in the middle of something. Can you stop what you're doing? I'm ready to tell you everything. No, no, absolutely not. Move. But Q closing that window and locking it while keeping eye contact. I didn't even mention while keeping eye contact that's cold-blooded i'm such a fan is it good for me to be a fan of that i don't know but that was cold-blooded okay cold-blooded so jamal goes home and he starts to watch this video on his phone now his sister and his therapist told him to stop watching this video to delete it just let this video go what is this video well it's a video of his parents being corny parents they make a lot of tree jokes because they trees are their thing. So their family recorded everything. It wasn't uncommon for them to have videos just of everything and anything, you know? So the video goes on and we see it's more than just corny parents. It's the video of the car accident that killed his parents. I would see, I see why people telling you to delete this. This is probably not good for you to watch over and over and over again. And we see why Jamal blames Q for killing his parents. I won't tell you that part because you gotta read the book for that one. Ha! Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So Jamal tries again to reach out to Q. He calls him and leaves him a voicemail. He apologizes. He says, I'm sorry. And this time, no excuses, no explanations attached. I'm just incredibly, wholly sorry. It's very mature. Okay. All right. No excuses. Um, no excuses. Because what are those? And uh, Q texts Jamal back. Lose my number forever. That's painful. But Q has the right to demand that of Jamal. Again, if you think I'm wrong, talk to me in the comments. So after being hurt, Jamal, normally what Jamal does is just get swallowed by his grief, but he can't do that anymore. He cannot go back there anymore. So he has to push forward. So he goes about his day and tries to make it the very best he can. I'm proud of him. You know, he did really good. So he and Autumn go to their favorite place in the world, the amusement park. I wish I had an amusement park by my house. 
I don't mean Six Flags, but I wish I had some kind of like boardwalk, park, amusement park by my house. That would be fun. And um, everything's going great until somebody calls Jamal's name. It's Q. And apparently Autumn and Q plan this thing out. Shout out to Autumn, man. Everybody needs an Autumn in their life. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go read the book. Q and Jamal have the heart to heart we have been waiting the whole book for. And they make up in a way. I mean, of course, everything's not perfect, but they, they're willing to move forward with their friendship. And that's the most beautiful part, right? Mm, so excited. Yeah. Woo. They're having a really great day. And Q, who is normally, like I said earlier, introverted, very shy, gets this girl's number named Bree. And the four of them go down to a beach, a different beach than the one he drowned at. But they go, he doesn't know he drowned at the beach though, but they go to the beach and they party all night and they just have a great night. And it's just perfect, perfect night, you know? I love it. All, and, and what's crazy is all this time, Jamal is thinking about should I tell Q about his death date? Should I tell him that he's going to die in like a month? And Wit gives him really good advice. She said, it's not would you want to know, but should you know? So it leaves us with the question, should, should you know you're going to die in a month in order to prepare? Or should you just be encouraged to live your best life today? I don't know. What would you do? Tell me. I don't know. What you, I, I don't know. I don't know. Would you rather know you're going to die in a month to prepare yourself or just be encouraged to live your best life? Fast forward a little bit. We see the whole Motley crew at dinner at Q's house, right? We're all having a great time. Suddenly, Q face plants into his food unconscious, which should not be a thing that's happening because Q is like three days back. He's three days back, you know? Somebody better call Mr. Oklahoma because this is not normal. This is not normal. Well, none of this is normal. But this is not normal for somebody who's been living for a whole month. We're going to deal with this all month? Well, the center comes. The center takes Q. They do their tests and we're like, hey, what's going on? They said, oh, he's fine. He's going to be, he's stable. His body's dying a little faster than we expected. How fast are you talking? He got about 48 hours left. Two days. Two days? You brought this man back for a week? A work week? You brought this man back for a work week? Ah. Uh-uh. Ah. Nah, bruh. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Y'all set him up for the okey-doke. Y'all set him up for the okey-doke. Run me my ones. Q deserves better. I'm really passionate about Q, man. I really do like him. He's a good, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. Uh, why must the good die young? Lord, why? So Jamal is through. Jamal is through. He's all right. We're going to tell him right now. He got two days. He got two days. We got to tell him right now. Miss Berente said, we ain't telling him nothing. What I said, we ain't telling him nothing. And Q was like, what are y'all talking about? Tell me what? So Miss Berente is threatens to call the cops on Jamal. I don't play about nobody calling cops. Don't call no cops for no reason. Whoo. And I'm like, by the time the cops get there, 
you gonna know the truth? Any doggone way. Why would you, why would you say that? That don't make no sense. She's desperate. That's what that means. She's desperate. Mm -hmm. So Q is, so Q tells his mom, mom, I love you. But whatever this is, you can't protect me from everything. You don't need to. I love you. And you've got to let me be my own person. So Jamal and Q step outside. They take a little walk, go down memory lane. And uh, once everything is copacetic, I hope that's why I'm using that word right. Once everything's cool, Jamal tells Q everything. And of course, as anybody, you know, he freaks out a little bit. I'm dead. I came back. But I'm going to die again in two days. Okay. And then he freaks out a lot more and he runs away. And Mr. Oklahoma is the one to calm him down by giving him the answer to the burning question, why me? It is a beautiful and mind-blowing answer. So yeah, go read the book. So now Q has come to terms with his impending death. And he even gets a few jokes out of it because he is a funny dude. Like read this book. He is a funny dude. So Q tells this to Jamal. You know what the worst part about being dead is? I was just starting to live. Whoo, I am not crying. That is all you. Wipe your face. Wipe your face. Also, for those of you who are wondering about uh, Jamal and Autumn, they good. Random, but they're good. But yo, get you an Autumn. Because you have to, when you read this book, you have to fall in love with Autumn. Like she's, she's so, she's written really perfectly. Q is preparing to die. Jamal has an idea and he wants to give Q something very, very special. Something he's always wanted since he was a kid. I will not tell you what it is. Go read the book. But my goodness, it is beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And while Jamal is trying to make Q's dream come true, he says something really profound. What I finally understood about Jauncey is that it wasn't just about being funny. It was about two kids finding their voices, learning to believe in themselves. And maybe, most of all, it was a way to bring people together and sometimes reunite them. See, see that right there? That's what I love about storytelling. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, at the end of every episode, like I will at this one, I will say own your own story um, because there is such power in being able to own and tell your own story the way it needs to be told and the way that you want to tell it. There is so much power in that. And I think Jamal gets it. And it doesn't even matter how you tell your story. You can tell it through how uh, Jamal and Q did through comedy. You can tell it like I am, like talking about things I love and uh, help in making people aware of books that they've never heard of. Or you could sing or you could dance or you don't have to use words. You can paint or draw, whatever the case may be, you know, just own your story and whatever that means for you. So... After everything, whoo, I'm not crying. After everything, Q is down to the single digits of time left on this earth. And he tells everybody how he wants to kick the bucket, as he puts it. Everyone has their heartfelt moments and even the, the book decides to give Q privacy 
as he departs from this world by giving us a black page, like plain blacked out page. Whoo, but he died around his loved ones and that's the most important thing. And I really had to put the book down when I read this and I wanted to cry and I kind of have a tear in my eye that I don't really want to wipe right now. But uh, it was really, okay, I'm wiping the tear. It was really nice. It was really nice. I I really had to put the book down and, and take a minute. Cause it was really nice. Okay. So after Q passes on, we see Jamal, he's healing and he's finding his own way to cope with Q's death. And as the book ends, we get one last surprise. And no, I am not going to tell you. You already know what I'm going to say. Go read the book. And that is the end of our story today. Whoo, my Lord. I am not crying. Again, that's all you. So why do I recommend this book? This book is sad and it's beautiful and it's inspiring. And it gives great advice about taking taking accountability, vulnerability, and living your best life. And I recommend it to anybody and everybody. Like this, this book is something, everybody can get something from it. And it's not so um, adult to where talking about death where you might want to censor it for a kid. This will work. My favorite part of this book is Jamal. Seeing his growth. Oh, I love to see a character grow. But he grows from like emotional aloofness to emotional vulnerability. And I just absolutely love that. Especially, especially when we're talking about Black men and this book was written by a Black man. I just love it. I just love it. I am here for it. Okay. Woo. I've never come across a book that has this level of male vulnerability. We see black boys hugging, black boys crying, black boys dealing with their emotions and black boys being vulnerable. And that's something we don't really see a lot. Um, well, I'll say for myself, I don't see a lot, but I don't think it's shown a lot in, uh, in mainstream media. I'll say that. So, you know, I'm all here for the black boy joy. And also the struggle of blissful ignorance or painful truth. That is, it's something you just got to sit with, you know? Because I know now I would probably choose painful truth, but the blissful ignorance sounds good. My least favorite part is that you died. How dare you? How dare you? <sighs> Was there no science or magic to keep him alive forever? Did we have to go through his death? I know what you're going to tell me. Yes, we had to. That's going to teach you the lesson. You know, that's full part of the lesson. But doggone it. I hated it. I hated him dying. I loved him. Ah, but seriously, there really was no least favorite part of this book. I highly recommend this book. Mr. Justin Reynolds, I am looking for more from you. I know you also wrote um, Opposite of Always. So I'm probably going to check that one out too. And also, I don't know if Justin A. Reynolds and Jason Reynolds are related. Um, I I tried to look it up. Je um, Jason Reynolds is another author. He wrote um, Long Way Down, The Boy in the Black Suit, Black, is Black Enough, and As Brave as You. Uh, one of my coworkers highly recommended Jason Reynolds. Uh, so if they are related, I try to look it up. I couldn't find it because someone let me know if y'all find out that they're related. Um, but 
if they're book writing brothers or cousins or something, how cool, you know? You get, you know, singer songwriter, brothers and sisters, but like the Nelson brothers, the Nelson brothers, I just watched them the other day, but yeah, how cool would that be, right? And moral of the story, don't let grief overtake your life. Find your voice and find your power. Time is precious, so use it wisely. Start living before you die and tell the people that you love, I love you. I'm not gonna cry. Maybe, let's see how this goes. So that's the end of the episode. Thank you guys for joining me and I did not forget about the one last surprise that I told you guys I had for you. So if you were with me um, before my hiatus, I would drop an episode a month. We are gonna change that. And I'm going to drop an episode a week. Ah, every week you can get a new episode except for one. I'm going to take the last week of every month off for mental health. I don't want to overrun myself. I feel that's fair. Yeah, I'm going to get more books this month. I'm excited. You know, I might do something on that extra on that extra day off. Maybe I'll do a live. Maybe I'll sleep. Who knows? The possibilities are endless. You know? Endless. Not enlist. Y'all know I still can't talk, right? Thank you so much for joining me. And remember, own your own story. Read to expand your mind. And I'll see you next time. Bye. I love you.